God's easy, but sometimes your transition into the presence of God is very difficult because you're butting up against two different worlds. Now, i got a question for you tonight. This message that the Holy Ghost has on my heart is asking you, what's it going to take for you to come into His kingdom? Imagine getting a phone call tonight in your school call and told you your sons and daughters and your children next week are going to have to take a flu shot. And if they're out of school, they're going to be fined $10,000. And furthermore, we're going to start instituting a mandatory chip to put in their, in their hands, in their head, or their head to help them study better. And if you don't take this, you're going to have your, your sons and daughters kicked out of school. I ask you tonight, is your faith, which is just a grain or a mustard seed of light, an earnest deposit of God, at that place where you can even withstand a little shock? Because what Matt said is the eyes, the eyes, Jesus said, are the light of the body. If the eye be single, the body's full of light. God is the light of this world, and in Him is no darkness at all. The curse that Adam sold out to was darkness, the carnal nature of the curse. To work out your life in a mortal existence by the sweat of the brow, then die. When you die, your works will not go with you. What you did in your body through the Spirit, that's where the eyes of the Almighty will judge you at the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus Christ, He is that life, He is that way. I am the truth, the way, and the life. Are you ready for what's coming on this planet? I'm talking to somebody tonight who's out there listening. This group in here that has gone through some trials and tribulations is just to get you ready for not just the appearing to glow like a torch, but to withstand the powers that be. If it were possible, it will take you to deceive the very elect, the Bible said, of not just the false Christ, the false prophets, but Satan himself. And he's raising up a soulless race, machines, and if you ask yourself one thing, to deprogram or unplug from the world of technology, in the press, career, all your pressures that you have to be to make money, that you have to have your sons and daughters raised up in an education system that is putting in a stent that blinds their minds to the opposite of God in His ways, through the revelry and traditions of man, have you made my word of none effect, Jesus said. Now that's why he came back, to start to open the blind eyes to the depravity of man in the curse that Satan had lulled them into bondage. Now that's why the truth of God, that he's trying to have your ears that have been dull of hearing, some of you, that have not and will not conform until... Tragedy hits, hardships beyond measure, that you still have a decision that is in your bosom that you can make. Soon, that decision could be taken out of our hands. Now the sons of Allah, the sons of the Andaluvians, the sons of Satan are here. The mystery of iniquity does already work. They're crying, peace, peace, when suddenly destruction shall come. And God is trying to raise up His remnant, 
If you look back in the Bible about Sodom and Gomorrah, he wiped them out for their perversion and lust. Burned in lust one towards another. When God rained down that fire, that hail of fire and brimstone, he wiped them out completely. Now he'll do that with God's people if you read the Old Testament too. Throughout time of even Israel, for their hard-heartedness and their backsliding ways, because they just wouldn't do what God would tell them to do and let go. But he'd always leave a remnant. Now, do you need a miracle in your life? Do you need the same old, same old? need God to illuminate your eyes to a different dimension? That starts by repenting. Remember John the Baptist said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand? Right there is the doorway into destiny. Jesus is that door. He said, I am the door which leads unto life. Now you've got to search your heart tonight to find out what really is down in there and what really do you want. Because what you're meditating on daily and the choices that you're making daily and what you're confessing daily in serving, to whom you yield your members, thereof you become a servant to. Not to be conformed to this world, but rather be you, be ye transformed out of it. So you live in a life of Christ that it's actually He Himself, the physical presence of that man who paid the price for you and brought you back in on Calvary 2,000 years ago. Now this is serious, everyone, because there could come a time where that vessel, the light of Israel, as King David was called, or that man who had the revelation birthed in him could be taken away from you in a blink of an eye. There's a big world out here. This gospel of His glory has got to be preached to the uttermost parts of the earth. Then, to all nations, then the end shall come. And you have a chance here to bypass the torment of the tribulation of hell, the famine, pestilence, as these fallen angels are being unlocked to release curses that have never been seen in this world ever. We ain't seen nothing yet in this country. Now I ask you, oh yes, we talk patriotic in the liberty of, of wanting to live your life in peace. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He is the Lord of Salvation. So why would the Prince of Peace, who is love, want to be taken out of the way of man, of your children, of customs, of laws, of traditions? Why? Why is it that greed or perversion would take the place even in the pulpit and take out morality through the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life? Why is Satan so beguiling and subtle? It's to put you to sleep so you don't know the difference by the time it's too late. That's why the glory of God, that's why His people of God, you, the believers, filled with Him, to walk in a steadfastness that will liberate you from the bondages of that furnace of affliction. That's why you're going through the adversity. Adversity builds what is in you, Christ in you. Jesus learned the things of obedience through the things that He suffered. Satan's tactic is to divide you and separate you unto yourself. And just believe in God and lose the power. Not of just the letter. I could go around this room tonight and people probably got a PhD and some quotes of Scripture and had read the Bible front to back ten times and still don't understand what the real meaning of that meek and contrite spirit to allow the turning 
of your heart. So the face of Christ that removes that beam in your eye of sin, of blindness, of disbelief. Are we even at the place where you've taken a few hits for just confessing Jesus outside of the ether of the Holy Ghost? And ask yourself, why not? Because the cowards, the fearful, the timid are the first ones in the doorway of hell that cannot enter in. I don't care what you say. A Christian, a Jew. And by the way, the one world order is the one world church that is ushering in Satan. They're taking traditions and idols from every form of worship, deities, traditions. Call them gods. And you'll be deceived if you ain't walking in the pure white light of the fiery eyes of Jesus that washes you clean of your sins and the sinful nature or the man or person who committed those, those ways. Carnality is darkness. And God is asking you tonight, make a decision and live with it. Get in or get out. Because I'll tell you, when I look around and see in the eyes of some saints who have been pouring out the testimony of Jesus and manifesting His glory into a lot of people, they've taken that into the world to try to be a better self. And when you got Jesus on you, it leaves that one who has the anointing poured out sickly. God's drawing the line tonight. Because there's not only love and promise at the door, there is judgment. Don't you love it when I step up and the Lord has to do this? Iniquity is waxing stronger and stronger. Iniquity is, is sin, is lust, is fantasy. It has no moral boundaries that cannot even hear the words because their ears are waxed thick with the whole system of how you sit and worship God. Be a person of courage. To come out from amongst them that has bound you, even after praying, standing, and a person has not changed. God said, if you are lukewarm, not your cousin or uncle, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out. The last phase of the world, the last phase of the church, the real remnant of God that's being raised up and illuminated. Jesus said He stands outside the door of man's heart. Not of a church. The temple is you, people. You'll be deceived unless Jesus is in there. And you're ministering to yourself and to others and consuming this word. I esteem the words from His mouth more than your necessary food. Let me ask you something. If you unplugged from the grid for three days and just found your children... They can't text, they can't play computer games, they can't do nothing but the basics to stay in school and to sit and ponder and meditate on the things of God. What if your job ended today and one of your loved ones went to the hospital and you don't have cataclysmic insurance? What if the whole system shut down right now and chaos and violence reigned? What would you do for your child? Let alone yourself or your sick ones or your loved ones to try to help them. You will be powerless 
when there is a lockdown from eminent domain to military coups and takeovers to martial law that will not only take your arms and the right to bear arms and your right to have freedom of speech to even mention the word Merry Christmas, let alone Jesus or Happy Hanukkah, that will sue you and kick out your child for wearing a t-shirt that says Jesus on it and God is love, but bow down to the gods of this world. Faith is just a little pinhead of light. And Jesus said, if you have a mustard seed of light, if you speak to that mountain, it shall be removed. What is that mountain in your heart? Who is that idol there that you serve subconsciously? God's about to take away your decision. Your willingness to have the liberty and the freedom to worship God freely, let alone in public, in your own house. Jesus said, Behold, I did not send peace, but a sword to divide. There should be five in a household, two divided against three for the gospel's sake. And if you're half in or half out, a little bit here, a little bit there, and you have not been doing your first love, returning to Him, you know that Jesus took the place on the cross of a seducer and a murderer? That's what Christ paid the price for, to buy us back from the curse. And He said on the cross, or on His way to the cross, He said, as they're weeping for Him, He said, don't weep for Me. Weep for you and your children, thou children and women of Jerusalem. For if they do this when there's a green tree, imagine when it's been when I'm gone. Do you know what that translates into? We, we have a popular saying that says, when you're green, you're grown. When you're ripe, you're rotting. The gut rot from inside a society that accepts and cowers down, allows sin and compromise from the purity and the holiness of the light of Israel, the power of God, that heavenly Jerusalem, the consuming fire that says no. That way is the wrong way that is wide and broad that leads unto hell, to destruction, the Bible says. And those gates and that road's widening daily. And we're still in a, I don't want to say infant phase, I don't want to say just, where are you? With your housewife or the leader of the known world, if your testimony for Christ is not ringing out in the unfeeing love of the brethren that has that consuming fire of the fellowship to allow the beam to be taken out of your eye through humility. Man, I hate that sometimes because it really boils out your pride. Do it my way. You've got to let go and surrender, not battle through. Any doers in here? I could ask a 15-year-old in this room about quantum calculus, and some of these geniuses could tell me. But could they sit back, and you adults, that raise yourself from perfection of an expertise that you're good at. I developed my whole world around that. You think God's asking you to replace all you know and what you are, because it's going away anyways. It's going back to the dust of the earth. You're going to drain the blood out of your body, and you're going down somewhere, or you're going to be raised up eternally. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, through the power of the Father who ransomed us from the grave, through the resurrection of the dead, to live eternally, 
that will never die, that spirit man, and you will never die if you not only believe on his sayings, confess his name, manifest his ways through your ways and body. You're the glove, you ain't the hand. I know it sounds good. Help me, Lord, be a better believer. Now, not only does your soul depend on it, but if God chose you, if you're not just called but chosen to bear something called Him, there's nothing that He can't do for you. But if you're tipping your toe in there and feeling a few goosebumps, or you haven't even felt that, you haven't gotten downright brokenhearted for your Jesus, your Savior, the Savior of the Jew first, then the Gentile, the whole world. And let Him come forth and translate you out of darkness, out of your world that will never be saved. Because He's recreating the heavens and the earth. The only thing that will not pass and be transformed into anew is His Word. And He is His Word. Now, if that life is what you really desire, and that life is your willing to stand up for and back others, I don't care if they're a hellion, a backslidden devil, if they want to change, they can have your ear. But to get you purified, to get the tears out of your heart, you've got to get in this Word to let the Spirit of God regenerate you to manifest Him. And get out the polluted, watered down, never able, ever learning, and poured out, fatigued, stressed out, natural existence that has fallen short of God's glory. You know that Shekinah glory that Matt was talking about? The eyes of those saints that died waiting for the appearing of the Messiah? Blessed are your eyes, for you have seen what many of them never did see. They had glimpses of them. But they never had the availability of the Christ, the crucified Savior Christ in them. And if Jesus truly paid that price for you to buy you back from the curse, the flesh, the world, the devil, resist the devil. If you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Now that's, the, that's what the Holy Ghost said. If you really search your heart tonight and say, do I want to be truly happy and liberated? Am I in bondage or blackmailed by somebody else's hurts and disbelief? Am I willing to step out and overcome with the word of my testimony right where I'm at? Through the blood of Jesus Christ and glorify Him. You too can have that answer. You too can start to sow life you too can be the co-creator that Christ made you as redeemed from the curse, the sin and bondage. The Bible says that the Son of Man, He is the good seed. He is the one in, in Matthew 13 that says, He that sows the good seed is the Son of Man. So if that word of Jesus is in you, you're going to sow truth, life, joy, abundance, 
Verse 38 says, the, the field's the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, the tares are the children of the wicked one. Now, are you a child of evil? By default, if you don't believe this gospel that Christ paid the price for you and is risen from the dead and is seen in heavenly places, and that you have this life now, this treasure in earthen vessels, that you get delivered unto death so the power of life can resurrect you into or conform to the image of God's dear Son, to have Him glowing and shining out of you, to defeat. Do you know that in the Bible... God said to Abraham when he petitioned him that he would not wipe out a whole territory if he could just find 50 righteous people living holy under the law. And uh, Abraham kind of went a little bit further and kept asking him and asking him. He finally got it down to 10 people. If there be but 10 righteous, will you stab off or hold off judgment? He said, yes, for ten righteous. Would it amaze you to find out what's really at hand here that you have in your hands that Christ wants to use you to fend off hell in this city and around the globe to give people souls chances? If there's somebody who's blind and naked and just living for the world, It's a shock to believe that this hell is already on this planet. That this mechanism that could switch off a system and program your children. A soulless beast that does not care about your life or where you go. Is it worth to stand up and be bold? Or loving to be rejected to say, look, man, you're deceived. I was there. Because it could come in a blink of an eye, just like more can be done for you in a blink of an eye if your eyes are open to the truth. Do you know the whole world in World War II? That Nordic god that was a fallen angel that took Hitler in the whole world as they're walking to the furnaces, still couldn't believe that these demonic hellions would would murder at that level? What do you think is coming to this, this planet? Well, we ain't seen nothing yet. He's coming in the land peaceably. He's going to unite the world. He's educating your children to be in the uh, one world economy, a better person to compete with the global market in these countries that openly avow it's the seed of the dragon and they learn night and day make our public schools look like fourth grade compared to what they're learning and putting out. And then, because of the need, because of, you know, swine flu, the pig, the carnal nature is an epidemic in this world. And guess who's being imported to help your people because they're going to go and trust the world system, other than Jesus, who openly says throughout the Bible from Exodus on up, the plagues of Egypt will not be laid on you if you turn and repent and come to me. He took down kings of Israel because he went to fallen gods. His feet were rotten on the way there. That's where fungus comes from. Your ways are rotten. The bacteria backs up and it's an open cesspool of pus and disease. It comes from lust. The lust to anything but God. 
Now the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Jesus took even all the goodness and cut it off and let lust take off a righteous man. In fact, he said of John the Baptist, there was no man that was born of a woman greater than him. But he said, he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than him. The kingdom of God that is through that man, Jesus, that is now the Son of God, that now wants you to be a joint heir with Him as a son and daughter of light, a son of God. Can you reconcile that and start raising up sons and daughters of light with all the love and overcome through Him? Because if you're raising up a generation of the sons of men, sons of, you know, daughters of the world, you're just making them better people to have their, as this PMA crowd says, to strengthen your emotional muscle to feel better. So you can live a better life. So your kids don't feel pain. So yet the job, everybody's happy. Make a clone out of you in a drone to be godless. To be filled with the God of this world who has blinded the minds of them who don't believe this. Who don't believe, lest at any time, the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Christ in you, the hope of glory. A broken heart dries up the Spirit. And if you don't got the Holy Ghost in there, you don't have life. And it's better to get some prophet who's swinging the sword of truth on you to at least stop you. Or a stubborn mule that's in the way that says, don't go there for that filthy lucre. Because their eyes are opened. The fear of God is to depart from evil. To cease from sin is the beginning of increased knowledge. Now even a child is raised up and known by their own ways. Even with the time of Elisha, 42 of them mocked the man of God. Call him bald head. And if you, <laughs> two she-beasts, two she-bears jumped out of the woods and ate him. Oh, is God a merciful God? He is. But the devil don't care, and he's about to take from the gray head down to the infant. There's going to be people in this time of judgment, perilous times, where they're going to say, blessed are those who you're barren in your womb. And you don't have to pray that your flight isn't in winter, the Bible says. There's only one power, one mountain of refuge. And that's living God. Now that's what you're doing here. That's why Christ is not pleading with you. A broken reed shall he not break, and a smoking flash he won't even quench. He's a meek and merciful Savior. Sometimes when I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, I feel that pull on the back of my head. He wants to settle you. But when you're pleading to a person's soul, when you're begging them, the next face you are going to see is the Almighty. Just beyond this stumbling stone of offense. I don't mean to yell out, wake up when the young one's resting. But he wants the lion and the lamb to lay down together in the peace and the harmony of the Holy Ghost and start worshiping and praising. They have a sober mind, a reflection to have recall of His living Word, to have the light of love and life in your soul. 
Now except these days be shortened for the very elect's sake. We got a short time, people. The restrainer against evil can only be empowered to withstand judgment if the sons and daughters of light stand up and start not professing him, but taking going ye into the world and confessing the name and baptizing every creature in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Preaching this gospel to every creature. Letting the earth that is groaning for the bloods of the innocent, of the martyrs and the prophets that have been spilled of the saints to be vindicated for their fall, believing untoward salvation, believing the Messiah and paying that price so you can have this life and that life more abundantly. Yes. The glory of God and His church. Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. That means the chosen, the righteous, if the righteous scarcely be saved, how much more are the ungodly and the sinner? Judgment begins here. The breastplate of righteousness that Aaron wore was actually the breastplate of judgment. And that's what Jesus rebuked the Pharisees for because they forsook the weightier matters of the law. Faith, judgment, and mercy. And He chose little old you. And that's where we're at tonight. The time is short. The kingdom of God, Jesus said 2,000 years ago, is at hand. And He came to seek and to save that which was lost. The lost sheep of the house of Israel the missing DNA, the ones that cowardly down and gave the bad report, that lost out their inheritance because they looked in the sight of them that we are as grasshoppers and we're ashamed of their God. He's always looking to see if you're not ashamed, if you can tell the good report right in the midst of hell, frustration, sin, disease, poverty, illness. The devil has come and is here to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's it. And if your life is being eaten up through the emotions, the mind, or the will, that is consuming your heart, that is opposite of liberty and freedom, there is something wrong that needs to be purged out. And if you just give it to God, He's already paid the price. Verse 39 of Matthew 13 says, The enemy that sowed them, or those tares, the cancer to your life in Christ, is the devil. Not a philosophy or a spirit or some angel. He is a fallen angel. He's cursed was Lucifer, a covering ark cherub, the keeper of the precious stones. That's why you've always got a counterfeit in the music realm and in the wealth. You know them that labor amongst you, and so he'll try you in your finances. If you're going to sell out to God or He's 10th on your list once you get done with your responsibilities. If you don't, He'll just break you. I've been there. Over and over again. You know what the harvest is? Jesus said it's the end of the world. That's the harvest. He's coming to reap what He's been sown and you are that what He is going to reap in the wine press. Or if you're lucky enough to be translated out of here before it's Horse bridled deep in the ghetto that gathers evil 
into one spot to snuff it out. And the reapers are the angels. Not not Satan's angels. God's angels. Two-thirds of the heavenly host is still enforcing His Word and they encamp around about you that fear Him. If you got fear with the childlike heart, you got boldness to say, you know what, Goliath? Because you have defiled the nation of Israel, the God of Israel, and defiled Him, I'm going to come and take your head off. And I will be victorious this day. That's a beautiful story. It's cutting the head off of your carnal nature. So Satan don't deceive you, to blind you, to the motives of your heart. Life and death in the power of the tongue. Out of the heart, Jesus said, proceeds thefts and fornication and murder, adultery, greed, deception, envy. So if out of the heart is, where is the kingdom of hell being birthed in man? If the kingdom of God is in you, the kingdom of hell is there too. And you need to replace Him with life. And these angels that are going to reap your soul and have the good report, just like in the face of the Father is always beholding the angels of these children, the innocent, that are being either transformed into the kingdom of God in glory, or they're being made merchandise because they're not able. They don't understand. That's why the devil gets them young. That's why perversion and queerdoms and anything is being taught sooner and sooner. That's why he wants the age of Aquarius to unlock in a man's mind. Listen to anything. And that's why they've counterfeited Christian music from the depths of hell. Now, this might sound funny, but I've worked in mosh pits. I've worked where the devil himself takes people's vessels and consumes them in a beat that is satanic. And I've heard Christian music that is worse than that. So where do you think the doctrine of devils is preached? In an anarchist meeting? We know where the son of the devils are. So where do you think this doctrine of devils commanding you to abstain from meats and being adulterated to accept everything. Universal love. Agape love that isn't of God. When Satan has the pulpit, when Satan has the government heads of judgment, law, and Satan rules through politics that puts... His people in place. The laws are being changed right now. What's it going to take this society to be shocked? 25 9-11s all at once, but with nuclear detonator war tips out of a briefcase? Going to shake the foundations? Not a hell. To be vaporized and go, what happened? Now, love of money is the root of all evil. And if you can be trusted in your finances with God, you can be trusted with Him. Now, Jesus has proven you. But here's what judgment is. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. 
Not in the world to come, life everlasting. Not in hell, where they're even taken out of Christian Bibles, hell. Hades, the five levels of, there is no hell. Go ahead and burn in your lust. Do whatever you want. Heck, we're all good people, aren't we? That's the Gnostics in any ways. They separate the soul and the body. So we're just inherently good, and we can go live a life of whatever we want, but he'll take us home to heaven, and the body will go to the ground. It's a lie. The father of all lies who murdered your spirit through spiritual murder is the devil. That's who's consuming this country, this world. And they're brazen about it because the law is behind them now. Now, here's who's sending forth. The Son of Man shall send forth His angels, and they shall gather out of His kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. You know what's offensive to God? Calling Him a liar. Not trusting Him. And He's going to separate the wheat from the tare. He's going to separate the ones that walk in His wisdom, that walk in His light, that died to self, that are born again in His Spirit. Let you be born of the water and of the Spirit. You can in no wise enter into the kingdom of God. Then, only then, the Bible says, then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. You can go on and read the parable. What God equates the kingdom of God, what God equates your soul, what God equates your life. It's Jesus that He's trying to have you be possessed with. It'll take you out of this cancer, this doctrine that is putting the world to sleep as we know it. And God's allowing it. He's sending forth, he said, strong delusions that those that believe this lie will be damned with it. He's got to. There's no God in them. Is God in you? Because if God's in you, not only desires of your heart, the desires of His heart will be given unto you. Behold, it is my good pleasure, my good pleasure, Jesus said, to give unto you the keys of the kingdom of God. That doorway can't be unlocked, but living through a holy, bold, precious life. A sacrificial life that's obedient to Him. As you drop that little leaven into your body, mind, soul, child, heart, ears, co-worker, world, that little leaven, if that little yeast and that leaven, if those three measures of the Father, Son, of the triune being of God is ministered to in love, that keeps being dropped into the heart to unlock hardness of heart. The hardness of heart cancels out the effects of God from allowing love to penetrate your bosom to open back up to you the gateway of love. God's love. God is love. Now, as you examine yourself to see if you be in the faith, the faith 
this gospel that must be preached to uttermost parts of the world. This glorified Jesus, not just the glorified church, that means God's glorified in you. Christ is an open manifestation through you. And then when He shines forth from you, darkness scatters. So you might as well brace yourself and get ready if you're bold enough to take your life tonight. Change. Speak Him. Love Him. Love is appearing and the unfeigned love of His brethren. Darkness is going to scatter from you. And the loved ones who have it. I had a very dear friend of mine. 35 years, raises a son. And he said to me, you know, my old nickname, he called me Crew, and said, you know, Crew, I just want that old Crew, you know, just hang out with him. I ain't down with that glory thing. They were fighting words to me. <laughs> my old brother. I said to him, well, friend, we'll see you in a different life. Because if you ain't down with that glory thing, you ain't down with Jesus. You ain't down with me. And that's the last time I saw him. Are you ready to pay that price? Because it's either your loved ones that follow the free worship of your living Savior, where your life's hid in, or are you going to still serve that? Are you going to love them enough to tell them the truth? You think you owe them something? And even if you do owe them something, you owe God. You owe yourself. The blessings of the Lord make you rich and add no sorrow with it. Godly sorrow works repentance unto salvation, which isn't repented of. Earthly sorrow works death. It's like eating an acid tablet that just goes down and you got the heartburn. Because oil and water don't mix, and God does not mix with carnality. Now He's calling you tonight to touch your heart. If you dare let Him come back home, find the place of refuge, and show others the path of the testimony of the living Jesus and what He's done through a man in your heart, through believers, tell them there's a different way. And sell out. And I promise you tonight, God wants to have His way. I thank You for my time here. You know, You're not given a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind to walk out of here sober-minded Man, I used to say something, man, it felt so good to grieve so clean, I didn't even know what I was bawling about. But it was painful, but it was more painful to eat it than to give it to Christ. In a broken heart and contrite spirit, do I look untoward that person? That's who God looks untowards. Now in Jesus' holy name, Amen.